Hey guys, just a quick reminder before we start the show today to make sure you guys check out the Sports Spin hosted by national radio personality Kevin Casey and Vince Brown. You can check out the Sports Spin at fantasysportstudios.com. Also letting you guys know we're going to be broadcasting on Facebook Live to do a live show prior to the Floyd Mayweather Conor McGregor fight Saturday, August 26th. And I apologize in advance for the sound quality for this episode that you're about to hear now as we had some major, major audio issues with the DAW today. And with that said, enjoy the show, guys. Welcome to The Flex. Let's be now broadcasting from the Fantasy Sports Studios, here are your hosts of the flagship podcast, Chris Jakes and Jeff Kelly. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Flex, joined by as always, Jeff Kelly, Got your host here, Chris Jakes. We also got Big Worm in the house. How y'all doing today, guys? <laughs> Shit. I'm doing all right now. We started finally. Two hours later. Audio technical uh, technicalities. How you doing, Big Worm? Doing well, man. On this week, Usain Bolt turns 31. Bill Parcells turns 75. Jeff, remember I once paid that girl twenty dollars to serve that man a bacon cheeseburger and a root beer back yeah. in our Chili's days, back <laughs> in our early early twenties. At Chili's, when you uh, got a picture with him, yeah, I did. He's a good guy, man. I got him to autograph my receipt or his receipt there for me. Well, of course, before. he had to sign it for his, <laughs> for his credit card. Yeah, I didn't keep his credit card receipt, but yeah. <laughs> also, this week, man, Kobe turns thirty-eight. William Wallace, y'all know who that is? No. Y'all ever seen the movie Braveheart? <laughs> Who? Braveheart. Yes. All right. That dude, William Wallace, got his, like, organs turned inside out at the end. He died there. Well, he died this week, man, back in uh, 1305, man. That's that's a long-ass time ago. According to legend here this week, potato chips were invented in 1853. And, man, that chef, George Crumb, that dude needs, like, to have a statue erected or, like, a national holiday or something, man, because, uh... I can't think of too much better than potato chips on a Sunday on the couch, man. Also, this week, ramen noodles were created in 1958. Cheap-ass bag of noodles. High-ass sodium. Put you in the grave early. Pretty good, though. Yeah, and a crunch. Yeah. And uh, Pee-wee mother-effing Herman. You know, the pedophile, the dude that was caught jerking off. And we the, know uh, who Pee-wee Herman is. <laughs> the yeah. theater. How old do you think he is, if you had to guess? 50? 50? High 50s? 56? Yeah. How about 64, man? What the hell, man? When I saw that, that he's 64, I was like, man, I had no idea that Psychopath was that old, man. No idea. <laughs> Me either. Number one song this week in 1991. Y'all got to guess, boys. Love is true. Think that movie Robin Hood back with Costner. I've heard that song, but I don't know the name of it. It's sung by uh, Aerosmith. Nope. No. No. Who is it? That would be the Canadian Brian Adams with "Everything I Do, I Do It 
for you. All right, guys, how about number one movie this week in same year, 1991? This is a list of anti-aircraft and Nagajino squadrons. They can send up an ACAC umbrella high enough to make any attack ineffective. Might not have a clue what you're talking about, Phil. Not a fucking clue. Give you all a clue here, because this is a hard clip, man. But Charlie Sheen was in it. Charlie Sheen had a sex scene in that movie, right? Where the girl is like, he's like cooking an egg on girl's stomach. She's no. So hot. I was 11. I don't know what the fuck that was. <laughs> that was... That was that Norm was Hot Shots. Yet. Y'all <laughs> no. ever seen Hot Shots? It was like a spoof of Top Gun. No, no, no. Oh, no. A pretty good movie back in the day. All right, so Anquan Bolden calls it quits. Apparently, he signed with the Bills. When he signed with the Bills, he thought uh, that he was gonna be living, you know, like living it up in New York, kind of like Marshawn Lynch thought so when he got drafted. He's like, oh, I'm gonna go party with Jay Z and all that. Apparently, these guys don't know how far Buffalo is from New York. Exactly, man. I mean, that's upstate New York. You're talking about three, four hours away from the city. Yeah, I don't think he realized that it's closer to Canada than it is New York City. But yeah, I mean, I, I guess he just spent enough time in Buffalo. What was he there for like a week and just realized that there ain't shit to do in Buffalo. And it's cold know. right now, too, still probably a little. Probably, man. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Y'all ever been to upstate New York? No. Damn. Too far from Pahokee for him. There ain't shit to do, man. Oh, it's like it's like a cold-ass version of Pahokee or Glade even. That's where our boy's from. Well, that's right. Bolden is from uh, Pahokee. Pahokee, that's right. Yeah, so is Pierre Garçon. All right, guys, so we um, had the Listener League draft back on Saturday night. Jeff, any takeaways from that auction draft we did with the listeners? Different. I feel like a lot of overpayments for some players. Agreed, man. Anything stand out to you? Some, a lot of teams wasted their money on three players, four players, so they're one injury away from losing every game. One takeaway I have, man, is that I don't think you spent a dollar until like round eight. <laughs> if that. If that, man. But I have people by far. About it. They're like, oh, Jeff's just saving his money, you know. He's going to open up a 401k fantasy style, you know. <laughs> All my players I drafted that I paid for, they go in the third, fourth, and fifth round in regular fantasy league. You ended up with a good team. I'll give you that. I have the deepest team by far. I think I'm deep at receiver more than anybody else. Not more than me. That's debatable. <laughs> How <laughs> are you deeper at receiver than me? I can name four. Julio, Jordy, Allen Robinson. Uh, Pierre Garcon. Okay. Sammy Watkins. That's five deep. I, I mean, those guys are all viable starters, I'd say. Guess what? You can only play two. Uh, but deep, depth-wise, I got, well, I got Martavis Bryant. You play three. Keenan Allen. A flex. I have Jarvis Landry, Brandon Marshall, Devontae Parker. Who do you think was the best value you got? Best value? Yeah. I think Derek Carr got for like $4. Two dollars, something like that, and actually had a pretty good value that uh, backfired on me hardcore. I went and uh, one of my strategies I like to do is nominate a player in auction leagues that I want nothing to do with, and that typically works very well in the first half of the draft. But I kind of waited a little too long, and I went and nominated Ben Roethlisberger, and uh, nobody wanted his ass, and I got stuck with him. So that was a mistake on my part. Week two of the NFL preseason is in the books. Any takeaways from uh, either one of you guys on how the preseason has gone up to this point? No, it's week two. I was surprised how much some of those teams played their quarterbacks and receivers. Usually it's like one series and they're done, but I've seen a lot of teams play like two, three, maybe even four series for some teams. Yeah, I agree. I, I noticed that too. There was a lot. Jameis threw 29 times, I think. That's a lot. Yeah, no, he, games. he looked good too. He looked good. Oh, yeah. We're going to hit on these guys here in a few minutes, but anybody that's uh, – Moving up your guys' rankings just from what you've seen the last two weeks. I still got my boy Mike Evans one. Him and Jamison look on target even with D-Jax in there. He's still got five for 59 and he dropped that. That 43-yard touchdown. If he didn't drop that, 
He didn't drop that. He had over. He had six catches for over 100 yards and a touchdown. And, a, and just think how how much better Jameis's numbers would have been had uh, Mike Evans come down with that ball. Yeah. Man. Yeah. Winston looks really good. All the Jaguars maybe go down a little bit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. You know, I mean, no, nothing's going to change. My Not Fournette. I think Fournette's still at the top. Yeah. As far as sleepers, though, there's some definite sleeper candidates I, uh, I'm intrigued by after the first two weeks. Now, granted, it's preseason, and Matt Jones. We'll find out a lot in the preseason, his rookie year, and look with look with that. Game we'll find out that. a lot after this weekend. After week three, yeah. Coming up, yeah. All right, so let's hit him off the bat here. We're just going to recap some of these games, some of the players that stood out and whatnot. How about the, that Thursday night, man? Cutler loved Parker, didn't he? Targeted him a lot. And that one play that got called back when he ran out of the pocket and just rifled it to him. Parker definitely wasn't ready for that throw because he's used to Tannehill lob throws. 31-yard catch they called back for that holding play. Who do you think's going to have a better season in Miami? Do you think Devontae Parker or Kenny Stills? Uh, Devontae Parker by far, I think. By far? Yeah, because Cutler loves big targets. I like Devontae Parker a lot. I'm, I'm a little worried, though, to be honest, about taking him. The hype train, man. Different quarterback. I wouldn't be worried about Parker this year. Kind of being quiet over there, Big Worm. I like Parker, but I think I like Landry more than um, either of them. But either one of you guys target Kenny Stills late in drafts as a flyer in standard leagues. Obviously not PPR. Not in the third receiver. He's the third receiver on that team, though. Maybe even fourth option option with Julius Thomas because Cutler likes his tight ends, too. So he's probably the fourth option there. Probably fifth after Ajayi because he hit Ajayi in a couple routes, too. I think he threw one ball to Kenny Stills, maybe. I don't even know if he threw a ball to Kenny Stills, actually. And Ryan Matt looks terrible, obviously. No denying that. How about, let's get back to that Jameis Winston, Mike Evans stuff with the Buccaneers and the Jaguars. Uh, what stood out to me, you know, aside from Jameis Winston just slicing up that Jacksonville defense all night. And I like Jacksonville's defense. I do, too. A lot of young talent there. Yeah, they do. They do. But what stood out to me was second-year quarterback Brandon Allen for Jacksonville. Dude looked real good passing the ball. He was a team's leading rusher, believe it or not. Do you think he's the future quarterback in Jacksonville with all the quarterback controversy between Blake Bortles, Chad Henney, and himself? Possibly. I could see all three of them this weekend playing five, six drives if they get that many. Well, Doug Marone said just a few days ago that he was open to starting Brandon Allen. and He's definitely not liking Bortles right now, I can tell you that. Oh, no, I think Bortles, Bortles missed Allen Robinson on a wide-open oh. route for, like, that would be like a 30-yard gain. And Allen Robinson just looked at him like, what are you, who are you throwing the ball to? You threw it out of bounds. It was wide open. You know, and speaking on rankings with Allen Robinson, man, I'm kind of over that now. I mean, he also, Allen Robinson also has issues dropping the ball still, man. I mean, he dropped another pass right in his hands in that game. And with that unsettled quarterback position there, I, I'm starting to drop Robinson back down to the – Middle in. of the pack among wide receivers, yeah. Low end two, high end three. Yeah, unfortunately. I think he'll have some boom weeks sometimes, but I don't think his consistency is going to be there with that quarterback position. And his hands, man. His hands are terrible lately, last year and a half. Let's go to Carolina. Titans beat the Panthers 34-27. to Any takeaways from that game? Derrick Henry looks like a monster, so does McCaffrey. But he- Mariota looked really good. Yeah, he did too. Yeah, but with Henry, real quick, they kind of just used him as a goal back. it looked like. He was used a lot in short yardage. He did have a couple catches. He played the first two series. Yeah, he did get in the end zone, though. Twice, right? Twice, yeah. yeah. About a 17-yard um, run, too. Chris McCaffrey looked pretty good, too. I, that was a guy I was low on just because... I told you Chris McCaffrey's good. He's so fast. I was say, he looks fast he is, in the NFL. He does look good. I think he's going to be a beast in PPR format. Oh, sure. he's going to be a monster. You know who else looked really good in the Carolina backfield? 
Now, this might make Jonathan Stewart the odd man out. Now, now I know Ron Rivera's already come out and said that Jonathan Stewart's going to have a role, a, a big role, in that running game in Carolina. But Cameron Artis Payne, he looked really good. He was leading Russia for the team. I mean, he, he tore it up, man. He, he killed it. Christian McCaffrey did all that stuff against the first team. He did. Oh, McCaffrey, I think, hands down, is much better than I was given credit for. That Seattle game, when they took on Minnesota, did you guys see Eddie Lacy run the ball there? He's playing on the second team. I told you. Tom he looks Rawls, slow, Looks man. like he's going to be the starter there still. I've been saying that all offseason, but Lacy played with the second team, and he didn't look great against second team defenses either. He did not. He looked slow as hell. I, mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't think they're going to cut Eddie Lacy before, before cut down day. But, man, I think his role is going to be much smaller than I anticipated for sure. That's just a hard backfield to deal with. You got three people to deal with there. Yeah. The competition. I still like process the best out of that group. Obviously, due to Procise's size, he's not going to be in every down back or anything, but I do like his potential there. For all stays healthy, I think he just he's dominant that position for them. You know who looked really good? Pat Mahomes for the Chiefs. My guy right yeah, there. Yeah, dude, 10 of 14, 88 yeah. yards, two touchdowns. He can air it out too, man. He, he hit a couple deep balls there. I think Alex Smith, I think his time in KC is about done. I think it ends this year. It's going to be just like Sam Fran when Kaepernick pushed him out the door. I think the same thing's going to happen with Mahomes. I want to revisit the Spencer Ware and Kareem Hunt debate on who's going to be the head running back, the lead running back in the Chiefs' backfield. Do y'all still think it's going to be Spencer Ware? Remember I brought up Sarkandrick West a couple months ago. West looked good. I told you. Remember I brought that up and you're like, nah, he's irrelevant. I think he is irrelevant, but he did look good the other night. What do you think, Worm? I think Ware's going to be the starter. You think so? I think so. I don't think so. Kareem Hunt. Did you see his stat line? No, what was it? I don't have it off top, but man, I, I, when I was looking at his stat line, though, man. <laughs> Dude, how about Sarkandrick West stat line? Seven rushes for 103 yards. How about that stat line? Yeah, no, he did. He looked really good. But what defense was on the field during that? Second team, third team? It was third team, I believe. Yeah, second, well, second team, third team. Yeah, he came later in the game. Spencer Ware is overvalued in draft. I agree with that. Sarkandrick West snuck in and drafted, and Kareem Hunt's going in the double digits. I'm not taking Spencer Ware. I'm not taking him. Oh, me either. Not now. Not now? Not, not before, not now, not after. I ain't taking any Chiefs besides Kelsey. Yeah. Unless you're in a dynasty league, you get Pat Holmes. Mahomes. You took Pat Holmes in, the dy- in our dynasty league, right? Yeah. Pat Mahomes, yeah. My last, di- my last round draft, fourth round. I got a wear in there. All right, big word. That was before, I knew. And Latavius Murray. All right, real quick, big worm. Hey, worm, when's your birthday? September 13th. 1995, right? 93. Oh, yeah, 93. Never mind. All right, I was going to say, y'all about the same age. You were Kareem Hunt, but no, no. You got him by a couple years. Anyway, all right, worm, here's Kareem Hunt's stat line right here from the night. Eight carries, 40 yards, including a 25-yard burst down the sideline. Three catches, 23 yards. It's a good stat line. It's solid, yeah. It's solid. Pretty good against third-team defenses. No, no. Kareem Hunt played against first-team and second-team. We talk a lot. We can see some kind of things, but we can never tell anything until game three and game four. Game three, we're going to see who's going to be the starter for week one. Game four, we're going to see who might not make the team and who's going to be not starting. I think Andy Reid likes a veteran, too. I don't know if he likes rookie running backs. I think Andy Reid does favor towards veterans, but Spencer Ward, it's only his third year, so he ain't that much of a veteran. Yeah, the whole backfield's pretty young. Pretty young. But you're right, Norm. Yeah, you're right about Andy Reid favoring the veterans over the rookies. He trusted Tyreek Hill. That's why he let Macklin go. That's true. Good point. Good point. And, you know, I think Kareem Hunt is going to be the best rookie running back 
or the draft class for this year, for this year, not overall. I think for this year, just this year. Leonard Fournette is going down my list right now. But you're talking about he's going to be the best productive back this year. year. Christian McCaffrey will be. Yeah. You think Christian McCaffrey will be? I don't think so. PPR by far. PPR he will be. He'll he'll annihilate them. I think. I don't think. I think he's going to get the. I think. The Rivera, the way he saw McCaffrey, I know we're jumping off subject from where we're talking. I think he's going to dominate the way he just played. And John Stewart played a couple down and didn't do nothing. <laughs> nothing. I like it. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think Stewart, you know, he's just going to be a, a pound inside the tackles guy. McCaffrey's obviously going to be the guy they've used, they're going to use inside the 20s. Uh, I'm sorry, between the 20s. But I, I, I think Stewart is going to get more end zone rushing attempts than McCaffrey. I would agree. Maybe, but I think it's going to go back to 2015 where Cam's going to take all those goal lines. Oh, I think Cam's going to affect both of them as far as the overall number of touchdowns for sure. And that also is one of the reasons why I don't think Christian McCaffrey is going to produce in the end zone. For PPR, I love McCaffrey now. I was low on him. I like him a lot now. But for standard leagues, still a little worried about McCaffrey in standard. I know. Well, let's get back to the wearing hunt. I'm just telling you, where is going to be, I think, start of week one? They're going to give hunt opportunities. I, I think, think it's going to be an even timeshare in week one. And I think slowly it's going to be Kareem Hunt taking the load. I could see uh, Andy Reid playing all three backs. I guarantee he plays all three backs week one. Vincent okay. Ware probably gets 70%, and then maybe Hunt and West will get about 15% each just from a... Uh, no way. I don't see that. You'll see. You'll mm-hmm. see in two weeks. I can see about a 50-50 split between the two. Get, Ware, get out of here. Hunt. I'm telling you, man. But real quick, <laughs> on the running, rookie running backs I was sitting on, right? Does Leonard Fournette go down your rankings at all based on the quarterback uncertainty and just a terrible play on offense by the Jacksonville Jaguars? Either one of you guys? No. Mm. No, you still got him pretty high up there, huh? He said it was easy, right? He said the NFL is slower than he thought it would be. I think he's got good talent. I like Fournette a lot. Jacksonville's offense line is not that bad. They're not that bad. So I think Fournette's still going to get his thing. He's going to get 30, he's gonna be he's gonna get 30 touches a game. You're going to produce on 30 touches a game. Melvin Gordon didn't do that his rookie year, did he? Yeah, that's it. Melvin Gordon and Leonard Fournette are two different players. Way different monster. People say Fournette looks like a quicker AP. Fournette can catch the ball, too. Tyler Boyd for the Bengals look good, man. I think he's going to be a top 30 <laughs> PPR wide receiver this year. Y'all agree? Disagree. I disagree. Both y'all disagree on that one? Yeah, there's a lot of balls yes, going around. Yes, I do. I disagree. <laughs> I guarantee he's going to be top 30. I can see him going, man, for like 80, 85 catches, 1,100 yards. Five, six touchdowns. He's no, got talent, man. Y'all want to flag it? Flag it. We'll flag it. All right, man. We'll put that one on the board, man. We'll see how that one plays out then. How about the Colts running backs? Marlon Mack. He looked pretty good last week. You think his value's on the rise? No. No? Not at all. Nope, not at all either. That was against a 13 Dallas defense. And even their first team's not even good. So. Jeff, you, you look like you're busy and holding in like a Mondo Duke over there. Man. Nah, man, I'm good. I'm you just doing? thinking about what you're saying here. You writing stuff down? What you doing over there? Just, yeah, I'm just uh, keeping calculations of all these uh, dream plays you're making. <laughs> I like Marlon Mack. I think he's going to surpass Robert Turbin on the depth chart, be the number two there behind Frank Gore. And like I've said before, this is going to be the year that Frank Gore breaks down and I think Mack's going to take over. We say that every year. Frank Gore is Mr. Consistent. Yeah, we've seen the last four years, but this is going to be the year, man. He's 34 years old. There's nothing special about him anymore. I mean, he's consistent, I guess, yeah, but he's not special. There's not, you're not going to see him break away a long touchdown run. or There's really nothing spectacular. You just look at him, it's just like watching paint dry. 
at least Marlon Mack can bring a little bit of excitement to that Colts backfield. They desperately need him, man. He can, but we all know it's a uh, it's mainly a luck show. Or a luck no-show lately. All right, how about the Redskins, man? You got Samaje P. Ryan. You got Rob Kelly. Who's the starter there in Washington? I'm going to go with uh, Fat Rob. I'm going with P. Ryan. Who are you going with for him? Hey, Fat Rob. It's slightly thick Rob. Y'all know that, right? He lost a little bit. He lost a little bit of weight. Oh, that's his nickname. You stick with it. Okay. All right. Well, Samaje <laughs> P. Ryan. You know, he carried eight times, 45 yards. He had a catch for 29 yards in last week's game. Kelly ran the ball nine times for nine yards. Nine yards. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Preseason week two. Yeah. But nine carries, nine yards in the preseason week two? Mm. That's that's pretty shitty. Yeah, that is pretty bad. Yeah, and I think we both we all know that Chris Thompson's gonna be the passing down back and he actually led the Redskins in receiving last week with five catches, fifty two yards. And do you guys think he's being overlooked, especially in PPR drafts? Yes. He's being overlooked. Like, we just did the dynasty draft. He didn't even get picked up. Yeah, he did. He's definitely the third down back there by far. He had a decent – he finished on strong last year. He yeah, had a he, decent year. He, I think he's a top 25 PPR back, but he finished strong the last six weeks. Yeah, you know who he reminds me of a little bit? He's kind of like a Theo Riddick type. Yeah. Yeah, I like Chris Thompson. Less injury prone. Theo Riddick likes to get hurt. True, he does. I think it's safe to say now after – Saturday night's Patriots-Texans game, that Deshaun Watson is going to be sitting his ass on the pine in 2017, man. He looked terrible. Oh, against the Patriots, second and 13 defense, man, he was 3 of 10 for 102 yards, and he just looked lost and confused, man. It was, it was, it was ugly. What do y'all think about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, he didn't look too great. Were y'all as disappointed as I was? Yeah. Oh, man, I was hoping big things for him, too. I thought he would be... Kind of the one to ignite a little spark into that Texans. Uh, I definitely offense. thought he'd have the best rookie campaign coming out. I thought he'd have the most chance to start this year. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. Especially in open competition. You know who looked pretty good, though? Bruce Ellington for the Texans. Yes, he did. Dude, he he took Malcolm Butler to school again uh, in that game. I, had a, I didn't even know he was on Texans, to be honest. I thought he was still on San Fran or somewhere else. But, man, I was like... Actually, I was on the phone with you when we were doing the, um, the auction league draft. I was like, who the hell is number 12 for the Texans? Man, he, was, he made some amazing catches. There was one in particular down the sideline, like just right over Malcolm Butler, man. It's pretty impressive to watch. He's the brother of Andre Ellington, correct? The brothers or cousins? Brothers, right? I, I think so. I'm not really sure. Think brothers, pretty sure. You know what stood out to me also? I'm dead serious when I say this. I think Lamar Miller is going to be a bust in 2017. This is a guy I'm staying away from. What do y'all think about Lamar Miller this year? I actually think he does a better year than he did last year, to be honest. Safe pick, safe play. Second round, yeah. Second round, you'd be fine taking him? Yeah. Hell no, not me, no way. Uh, I'm probably going to pass on him in the second round. I think his ADP's the third or fourth. Third right now. What do y'all like about Lamar Miller? What do you like about Lamar You take him second. What do you like about Lamar Miller? He's an ex-hurricane, mostly. Oh, okay, so you just got that homer. Yeah, that homer. homer love. Yeah. Homer. He just... <laughs> Straight he I think he's a great player. I just I don't know about his endurance level. I don't think he's that good of a player. I think he's been he's been overhyped since he came in the league. And remember remember his rookie year, they were talking about him 
going for like, or he was talking himself up, but going for like 1,500 yards, this and that. You know what his career high is in rushing? Probably like 1,200. 1,200? Honestly. What do you think, Jeff? Uh, for, for a year? For a year. Single like right over 1,000. You're right, Jeff. I know. His best year was 2014. He had 1,099 yards. Eight touchdowns, also a career high. I think he's way overvalued, man. I'm not taking a guy that just barely finishes over 1,000 yards and under 10 touchdowns in the second round or the third round. It's hard to take somebody when they finish like that. I agree. Yeah, man. And I know we, we, me and you both got burned from him, burned by him last year. You know, we thought him going to the Texans, you know, he'd be the, the guy getting all the carries. And, and he did. He had 268 carries last year for 1,073 yards. So that's only four yards a carry. Five touchdowns, 188 receiving yards or just one receiving touchdown. Four and, yards a carry? Huh? Four yards of carry? Four yards of carry, yeah. That's still good. I definitely thought he was going to have a lot better year than he did, to be honest. Yeah, it was actually his worst yards per carry. Yeah, usually average five, around five, right? Uh, his career average prior to last year was 4.7. 4 points, around five. Yeah, yeah, close to five. Uh, Deontay Foreman looked good, though. I know he's got the, the drunk issue with the DUI thing that's going to be coming up on him, probably get suspended there. But, but if, he, he, if he gets – yeah, he did look good. But if he gets suspended and Lamar Miller excels those first couple games, then it's going to be – he's going to be irrelevant. Well, that also makes you wonder if Alfred Blue's going to have a bigger role in the offense because I don't think that they can rely on Lamar Miller to carry the load. He was dealing with injuries last year too he played through. And he had uh, Osweiler as a quarterback. Well, we all know Osweiler. Yeah. Horrendous. Yeah, he is. Since you mentioned that worm, Brock Osweiler's – uh, projected to be the starter in Cleveland. And everybody's high on Isaiah Crowell, so you stay away from Isaiah Crowell because of the Brock Osweiler factor? Yeah. I don't I don't, I don't, I don't draft anybody from the Browns. I'm not buying Crowell either. How about you, Jeff? I don't know, man. He had a strong finish the last year. He had a good start to last year, too. I remember he tore up the Ravens. I'm going to have to wait and see. They're projecting top 10, right? Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. ranked number 10th right now. Ninth or 10th. You know who he reminds me of? He reminds me of, of Rob Kelly a little bit, which, you know, I think he's a serviceable back. He's usable, but I'd rather have him as an RB3 and not an RB1 or RB2. So, in that same Texans pass game, and I've been saying this pretty much since they signed him, but Rex Burkhead, I thought he was going to be the odd man out. You know, well, I thought Deion Lewis was going to get cut, and that still is a possibility. But I thought Rex Burkhead was going to be just – Maybe like just a handful of snaps a week. And it looks like he's actually going to have a pretty decent role with the Patriots offense. So is Rex Burkhead doing anything for you guys when it comes to draft day? Late round flyer? PPR? Yeah. yeah. Just I don't, I'm not going to touch any back there. There's too many backs there. Same. But um, he had 10 touches out of 16 snaps with the starters. Burkhead? Yeah. yeah. You know, I know. I was surprised. I was surprised that he ran with the ones out there. Yeah. I was like, wow. I knew Gillespie was hurt. And I still think Gillespie's going to be the future back there, but there's a lot of people thinking that Burkhead could be the guy that's going to kind of take the Laguerre Blunt role. They're not, they're not the same style of runner, but that he's going to be the guy to take a lot of that work. So I'm still higher on Gillespie, and I like James White for PPR. And there was actually some interesting news. Mike Reese, again, from ESPN Boston, came out and said that James White is going to be used a lot more as a slot wide receiver this year than, than running up in the, uh, in the backfield. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah, but... Now with Cooks there. Cooks is going to be on the outside. And you got Edelman and Amendola. It's just a lot of mouse to feed in New England. The only person I feel comfortable taking is Gronk. You know, there's a lot of guys that I like on that New England offense. 
There's a lot of guys I don't like. I don't like Edelman this year. There's too many miles to feed, like you said, and he's another year older. He's yeah, I'm definitely passed on Edelman this banged year. Banged up, yeah. Brandon Cooks, so much praise coming out of New England about, about him, but I'm not sure I'm buying the hype on him either. As of now, I'm not. I still, I still want to see it. A guy I really love in New England is Malcolm Mitchell, but he's just going to get buried in that death chart. So the only guys I could see starting, or even rosterable, I should say, obviously Gronk until he goes down with an injury in like week six. And Brady. Brady, obviously. I, I think Gillisley is going to provide some value. There's, but there's Burkhead. James White in PPR. Yeah, Burkhead. I want to see week three. I want to see if Gillisley comes back, if he's still going to run with the ones. And I guess Cooks, I mean, you have to take Cooks. I just don't like where he's going in drafts. I, I wouldn't feel comfortable. I'd, I'd rather take other options. All right, moving on here. Let's go to, uh, I know this is your favorite team, Jeff, the LA Rams. I know you hate talking about the Rams here, but we're going to talk about <laughs> them real quick. Jared Goff surprised the hell out of me, man. He looked really good. I don't know if you guys saw the highlights of that game or watched any of that game. Man. It looks like he done, he's done a complete 180 from what we saw last year. And Cooper Cup, the rookie wide receiver, I think his stock is way on the rise. I think he's got to be – I think he's got to be rostered in PPR draft. Yeah, he looked good. He, yeah. yeah, he did. He went 6 for 70 in a touchdown. Goff was 16 to 20, 160 yards in a touchdown. Do you think Goff could be a sleeper quarterback? No. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't take him. No. But <laughs> me either. But, you know, I, I am kind of intrigued to see what... I was surprised he did that well. I was pay. honestly surprised he did that well. You were surprised he did that well? Yes. I, I was too. Him. I was like, what the hell? I was like, this guy looks different. I mean, he was number one pick just a year ago. Can't get any worse. Sean McVay's young offensive mind is going to try to be yeah. creative and try to outsmart other coaches. He's going to probably overdo it and come back to bite him in the ass. But I'm kind of curious to see what he's going to do. He's going to pull out his little bag of tricks with Goff and Gurley and Watkins now in that running game. Then he got Cooper Cup. They got some young, nice young pieces there. They do got a lot of young players there. They're definitely on the rise. You got sure. your boy. You excited about your boy Watkins? I know that. Uh, I'm not excited about Watkins. I've never been excited about Sammy Watkins. I just think he's going to be pretty decent this year. All right, I got a bold statement here for you guys. Whether it's injury or poor performance, I think the Arizona Cardinals are going to, at some point, start Blaine Gabbert over Carson Palmer at some point this year. Agree or disagree? Disagree. Ooh, yeah. I think Palmer's going to have a good year this year. Yeah? You agree, Worm? I don't know if he's going to have a good year. I don't think he's going to get benched. Or hurt. Well, if he gets hurt, of course. It's not <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why I wanted to add the little caveat in there. It's like, yeah, whether it's injury or just performance-based, I think Blaine Gabbert's going to take over that quarterback job at some point. No, he's not. If there's no injury, he will not take that starting job over. Palmer looks bad, man. He's slow. He's old. He didn't look too bad in his stat line the other day. But did you have you watched him? Did you watch any of the highlights or the game itself? You just don't like Carson Palmer. Oh, I don't. I think he sucks. I think he's no. terrible. I don't know. I think Bruce Arians. I think if the Cardinals start off slow again like they did last year, Bruce Arians has got to make a change. If he could talk to another shit start, I think he's going to be in the hot seat, man. When Todd Bowles left that team... I mean, what's Bruce Arians done with the Cardinals? They were a Super Bowl favorite last year. Yeah, yeah I mean, they were. And then they lost to Jimmy Garoppolo and the Patriots week one opening night. That was terrible. Yeah, that was pretty horrendous. Yeah, it was. I think we're just going to have to wait and see, to be honest. I don't think... Uh... Oh, well, I'm definitely not guaranteeing that Garrett was going to start over Palmer. 
That's just a bold statement that I could see happen. Is all I'm saying. I could see it happen. I just think if they need a spark, like a spark in that offense, I wouldn't be surprised to see Palmer go to the. Do you think Gabbert's a spark? When has he ever been good? Palmer? Other than Missouri when college. Nah. Palmer's feet are worse than Drew Bledsoe's back in the nineties. I mean, that dude just stands there and just—he's like a tree. What do you guys think of Mitch Trubisky in uh, in Chicago? He actually looked kind of good. He did. He surprised Two me. Two weeks in a row, he's looked pretty good. Yeah, that might be a little. Uh, might see some players out of there this year. A lot yeah. better than I thought we were going to see. Uh, agreed, because I was not high on Mr. Biscay at all. I took him. In the, I hesitantly took him in our dynasty league drafts, my last pick in the, the draft, and I didn't feel good about it. Do you think Mike Lennon or Mr. Biscay is going to be the starter in Chicago? I just don't trust Mike Lennon. I think Trubisky is going to get an opportunity this year. I just don't know where. I agree. I agree. If they start one and five or something like that, I could see Trubisky coming in and trying to see what he can do. Yeah, I agree. Now, look at the Bears running backs. Obviously, Jordan Howard is a beast, and nobody's going to take playing time. There's snaps away from him. But Bears rookie, Tariq Cohen, this dude has been tearing it up. And I think in PPR leagues, he could be – Somebody on the radar. I don't think he's going to be drafted, but I think he's going to be somebody that, you know, to add to your Get watch list on time. the waiver wire. Yeah. Yeah, especially if something happens with a um, an injury. Yeah, I mean, he's a little dude. He's only five foot six, 181 pounds. He's kind of like in that Barry Sanders kind of mold. But, man, he does break away for big plays. I don't yes, know. he does. He's a guy I'm keeping my eye on for, eye on for sure. Also, in the Bears, you got newly signed kicker Roberto Aguayo. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, that dude is that nothing, nothing but consistent. He's, he consistently misses. First field goal attempt with the Bears. 49-yard field goal that misses wide right. So, like a uh, duck. You think he's done? He's yeah, done I think he might be. Oh, yeah, I think he's his career is over. He might as well just go play soccer somewhere. Yeah. Another guy that, that impressed me this past week was Alvin Kamara for the Saints. This guy made He looked pretty good, going, actually, I he, yeah. I thought he was going to get buried. You know, with AP there and you got Mark Ingram. But... Kamara just keeps making plays, man. He went five for 61, including a 50-yard touchdown run. He's got 10.7 yards per carry through the first two weeks of preseason. And Sean Payton loves him, and Sean Payton sure doesn't like Mark Ingram very much. Sean Payton don't like Mark Ingram at all. No, not at all. So how do you see the Saints' backfield breaking down? AP hasn't played yet, so I still think it's AP's job. But I can see AP three. or Ingram? I prefer not to take anybody from that backfield because you got AP – it's old, getting another year older. He's 34, right? Yeah, 32. He's not 34. I think he's 32. He might be 32. I just think it's uh Came out in 07. Yeah, 32 is about right. I think it's going to be a hard backfield to do. AP doesn't play preseason. I like AP. I like that offense. They're going to score touchdowns. I think AP is going to – I bet AP gets at least nine touchdowns this year. Yeah, I could see them because they don't, they don't want to use Ingram in there. If you had to pick one of the Saints backs to, to own, who would you own out of the backfield? For this year? The standard or? and PPR for this year. Mark Ingram. i go AP if I had to. i go AP too. I'm going to go Mark Ingram. Yeah, I heard you. <laughs> it seems like Sean Payton wants to replace him. I mean, Tim Hightower, two years ago, got some run when Ingram last was year. hurt. And then last year... Hightower crushed it. Ingram was healthy, yeah. I mean, Peyton Barton and Hightower pretty much split work through a large portion of the season. Yeah. Yeah. He dominated. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Ingram's one of those surprise cuts. And maybe a trade. Yeah, because he's getting paid trying to trade. $8 million, so he'll get, they'll get hit with that salary cap. What if he got traded to the Eagles? Well, they were talking about that for a while yeah. with Jason Kelsey. Yeah, they, were, they want to get rid of him, yeah. 
They might have to, man, because Laguerre won. He's been struggling, man. Yeah. I mean, Pennsylvania is not good to him. I mean, he shit the bed with the Steelers. <laughs> now the Eagles, man, he's not doing any better in Philly, so I don't think it's going to repeat history. He's not going back to New England. I probably mean, tired, man. 299 yards, 200, what, almost 300 rushes last year, touches last year. So he's probably a little exhausted. He's a big guy. Yeah, he's a big dude. That's the guy I want on my side if I get in the fight. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. Poop finger suit, man. Yeah, all day. James Harrison. Yeah, those are my three. I, you know, I would still take a flyer on the Garrett if he makes a team. If anything, he's going to get some touchdowns. I don't want him as a, as a regular starter on my team. But I have hope for him, man. He tore it up last year. And I think he's a starter because they even cut uh, Ryan Matthews. Matthews. Yeah, yeah, so I think they're just making hype out of nothing. I don't know. Legarrette Blunt and Mark Ingram are two guys I want to see what's going to happen to them before cut down day. Once we see all the first team, once we see first team offenses run together, let's see how that works out. All right, and the Redskins take Jordan Reed off the pup list. Jordan Reed back on your draft radar. I know last time, Jeff, you were saying that uh, he's going to drop down a little bit because of the toe injury. So you go back up to number one or two for you? Man, I don't know. I think I'll put Kelsey one, Gronk two. I, I think Reed's got to be my fifth. I'm, like, I would have took him in the third, fourth round before, but I, I don't really want to touch him. Just because the past couple years I've had him, and when he plays, he's outstanding, but who knows how often he's going to play. If Pat Mahomes takes over for Alex Smith, do you think that helps or hurts Kelsey? Helps. You they know? love tight ends when you're a rookie quarterback. Oh, he was um, targeting that dude Harris, the other tight end, a lot. Dude, practice had like four tight ends that were involved yeah. this week. Yeah. Yeah. Just hitting on some of these guys on, the, on my rank because I want to just kind of take down a couple pegs here. I already mentioned Allen Robinson. Yeah, he's in my late here. 20s now. Yeah, we're going to post a, the updated rankings here this afternoon. I've got Kareem Hunt on the rise. I've got Samaj P. Ryan on the rise. You've got Rob Kelly dropping down a little bit. How about you guys? You guys have anybody moving up or down? Definitely got McCaffrey. Oh, yeah, higher PPR this week. Yeah, I think Fournette's going to come down a little bit for me. Lamar Miller's coming down a lot for me. Not a lot of changes for me. Nothing big. Jeff, anything you want to say before we go? I won't be here next week. I'll go on a cruise. And then the following week, we'll be doing a podcast live. We're doing the live draft just before the Floyd Mayweather-Connor McGregor fight. And we're broadcasting that live. We'll post a live link on the website, fantasysportstudios.com, as well as facebook.com slash fantasysportstudios. And we'll talk to you guys next week. See ya. Hey, hey, later. Hasta luego. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Flex. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play Music. Visit fantasysportstudios.com to get your fantasy sports fix and interact with the show. Follow us on Twitter at Fantasy S Studios and on Facebook at facebook.com backslash fantasy sports studios. 